You're listening to Campus Review Radio. In 2010, an idea emerged um, here up in northern Queensland that we needed to draw attention to what we imagined was a new global dynamic. We weren't sure about that, but what we understood at the time was that the tropics as a lateral zone of the world, that part of the globe between the Tropic of Capricorn and the Tropic of Cancer, was becoming more important in terms of um, geopolitically important and important in many other ways uh, than perhaps we all understood. So the idea was um, in 2010 to potentially prepare a report on the state of the tropics. And the idea of this report was very much to do two things. Um, it was certainly to answer a research question, so is life in the tropics getting better? But it was also about marking the tropics, about geopolitically bringing it up to our awareness in a world where we think of the world as north and south and east and west and developed, developing Asia, the rest. We've lost what is actually a fundamentally Aristotelian conception of the world, a lateral idea of the world. And Aristotle wrote more than 2,000 years ago that there were three zones of the world, the frigid zone, the temperate zone and the torrid zone. And he said the only place where civilized human beings could live was in the temperate zone. But as I'm speaking to you today, I'm sitting in the torrid zone, in the tropics, along with more than 40% of the world's population, about 55% of the world's children right now, about 80% of the world's biodiversity. But we've lost that, that lateral idea of the world in favour of often stovepipes ideas of the world. So the idea um, that took hold, I suppose, here at James Cook University was that what we needed to do is to do some work to better understand and scope out the tropics, to see whether or not the tropics actually is as important as we thought it might be, um, and to gather the evidence, to gather the data on this. So we decided that this was a potentially a fairly important enterprise because it had the potential to really raise questions in our minds about global dynamics, and it also had the potential to offer us a new axis of understanding about global growth and development. So we decided that this was potentially pretty important and that what we'd do is ensure that the project itself was overseen, not just by James Cook University and not just in Queensland and not just in Australia, but that what we would do is see whether or not other people in the world thought this was an important endeavour and would join with us on that. As a consequence, I contacted 11 other institutions around the world and I'm pleased to report that those institutions thought that this was important too. So it was people of my equivalent, vice-chancellors or heads of research institutes um, around the, dotted around the world. And what we decided as a group then, as an international leadership group, is that we would go ahead with a report and we pressed the go button on the report, uh, on the parameters of the report in May 2011 at a, our inaugural meeting in Singapore because that was one hop for most people so it was a convenient place to go. So then you fast forward to uh, the beginning of 2014 and the report was completed. And um, you know we were most honoured um, that on the 29th of June 2014, Nobel laureate um, Aung San Suu Kyi uh, launched the report and launched the report in Burma. We had events here in Townsville and Cairns and we also had um, in Burma um, international media. We had an expert panel in Singapore. We had our own satellite uplink. We had BBC World. We had Channel News Asia. And the way that media, you know, counts these things, it was, it was an exposure to 680 million people around the world on that day. And what that report found was what we sort of suspected, 
that the tropics in no small way is now and certainly in the future the part of the world that matters most. It is where the weight of the world's population will be by the early 2040s. It'll be more than half of the world's population. By 2050, the estimate is it'll be 67% of the world's children will live in the tropics. And that is pretty important when you think about the fact that we have not understood this lateral idea of the world, the common challenges and opportunities that are there, that this is... Um, the sort of the headquarters of economic growth. The tropics um, rates of economic growth has uh, far surpassed the rest of the world, admittedly from a low base for quite a number of years, and it continues to um, to grow. It's worth about 23% of the global um, economy, global GDP, is produced in the tropics at this point in time. And what we know is that with the weight of the world's population there, with labour effectively being in the tropics, with great challenges, environmental challenges, health and wellness challenges, but also great opportunities, um, we need very much to focus on the tropics and to add to our ability to understand the world. So we won't not think about north and south and east and west and develop, developing Asia, the rest. Um, but what we can do is add to our access of understanding and think about the tropics too, because it is a global dynamic. And it is absolutely true to say that what happens in the tropics will, in no small way, impact the rest of the world and the globe for decades to come. Now, the idea arose um, as part of this, I suppose, that you know maybe what would be beneficial would be uh, recognition of this through an international day, a UN-endorsed international day of the tropics. And I'm really you know proud of the fact that Ministers Bishop and Frydenberg announced last September that they would um, that Australia would lead the effort on the um, uh, recognition of an international day for the tropics. And the idea, of course on this is to one recognize the tropics as that lateral zone of the world which in no small way will impact the rest of the world for decades to come it is where the sort of the beating heart the vitality of the globe to come is located there's no doubt about that and um, and part of the ambition there of course is to have recognition that the tropics is important but also provide an opportunity um, through this day to ensure that we can um, track progress across, across the tropics on a regular basis, to share tropical stories and expertise, to acknowledge the diversity and potential of tropical nations and understand the enormous impact that they have on the world to come right now, but also on the world to come. So it is about raising awareness of the tropics, but it's also working on key issues there too. And this fits very nicely with the UN's 2030 agenda, uh, because really um, a lot of that agenda, that economic development agenda for the next 15 years will be played out in the tropics. And elements of that development will have a particular character in tropical nations. So the International Day is 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 a device, if you like, but it really is a very important device to raise awareness of the tropics, to understand it, and then to track progress. Um, and just last week, I was at the United Nations um, participating in the launch of the public campaign for this International Day of the Tropics. It went very well. There were a couple of um, uh, meetings around that, one particularly the most important at UN headquarters, which I presented at uh, last Wednesday lunchtime. What was really very pleasing was to hear not only from tropical countries around the world how important this is, that we acknowledge the tropics as 
such a vibrant, um, dynamic part of the world and recognise it for what it is. But it was also nations from outside of the tropics who thought likewise. Um, and so, you know, there, there's a job to do for the Australian mission and indeed for the nations of the tropics to have this day inaugurated, if you like, um, for and recognised by the UN as an international day. And then in no small way, you know, it does provide the means by which, the mechanism by which we can continue to track progress. Our State of the Tropics report project continues. So we did the first broad brush report, which was um, then launched by Aung San Suu Kyi on the 29th of June, uh, 2014. The idea is the International Day for the Tropics would be the 29th of June, um, commemorating that historic moment. Uh, we are, we'll do the next broad brush report in 2020 to further check progress. But in the meantime, we'll be doing a number of thematic reports and one that will be available and finished by the end of this year, early next year, responds to a G20 agenda around infrastructure, sustainable infrastructure, and particularly sustainable infrastructure in the tropics. So that's underway right now. And next week, indeed, I will be um, participating in an Australia-ASEAN Council workshop in Singapore. We'll be looking at elements of this um, as the report is being prepared. So the International Day for the Tropics really is a very important moment and it's an important moment for the world but it's also a very important moment for Australia because you know Australia is the developed country with the largest tropical landmass and we do have tropical knowledge and expertise. We know how to build roads and bridges in tropical environments and construct urban environments. We know how to deliver health services in um, rural remote communities and educational services too. We have a great deal to offer the tropics even as we will learn from the tropics as being a part of that very globally uh, dynamic zone of the world. The importance for Australia, and there's a real opportunity here, is because 40% of, of the continent is actually in the tropics, um, desert tropics, dry tropics, wet tropics, and we know we've got generations of business people you know, who've, who've thrived and built um, great businesses in the tropics um, managing in these conditions, and we have generations of people who've lived in these conditions. You know, we, we know about this. So yes, it's a tremendous opportunity for us, but it is for other nations too. So amongst those, if you have a look at the, the website amongst those who've participated in the project um, are Singapore for example, Hawaii um, and others around the world who also have a great deal to contribute but I might just underscore the fact that all tropical nations have something to teach us because um, all tropical nations have solved problems in particular ways whether it's around managing their environment or delivering services or um, building um, infrastructure you know, this is knowledge and expertise that can and should be shared across the tropical world. But there absolutely is an enormous opportunity here for Australia. There's no doubt. And um, and with our Northern Australia agenda, this just makes a lot of sense. So this interesting question to ask, why is it that other non-tropical countries would be involved in this? I guess part of that is that people um, and representatives of those countries understand um, that this is in the evidence. This is quite clear. What happens in the tropics is going to impact the rest of the world. And a lot of countries, nations and, and individuals too, feel that it's very important that we ensure that, um, that there is sustainable development across the globe, uh, that... People be, are in a position to live a life rich with meaning, that economic development occurs at a, re, at a reasonable rate, 
rate, health and wellness is going to be important uh, as well uh, around the world. And, and as we know, um, with Zika virus, for example, there can be new tropical infectious disease that can spread beyond the tropics as well. So, you know, elements, I, I guess, of, um, of that might be at work here too. But no, I actually do think that in acknowledging the 2030 agenda, it's very important um, agenda of the United Nations, it is about um, sustainable populations. It is about global peace. It is about economic development and, the, and, and prosperity. In order to deliver that for the globe, we have to have a special effort in the tropics. We, we just must, or else we are not going to achieve the ambitions of that 2030 agenda.